Donald Trump during the Capitol attack. The president didn't do very much, but gleefully watched television. Summer scorcher. It's too hot. It's too hot right now. Uvalde gunman's mother. You don't think I'm carrying all that with me? And I'm sorry. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan with the CBS World News Roundup. Tonight's primetime House hearing on the Capitol attack attempts to zero in on what then-President Trump did and didn't do as his supporters went on a deadly rampage bent on overturning the 2020 election. Here's CBS's Scott McFarlane. The January 6th committee accuses the former president of dereliction of duty, ignoring calls even from his inner circle to intervene. What can you show or tell that America hasn't seen a hundred times before? What was the president's response? And why didn't he go 25 feet over to the press room and tell folks to leave? The mob flooded to the Capitol at about 1 p.m. With the peak of the surge and the violence, shortly after Trump tweeted criticism of Mike Pence after 2 p.m. Just before 3, the House chamber barricaded and some members hiding beneath seats. More than an hour later and after multiple deaths, only then did Trump post this Twitter video. Go home. We love you. You're very special. On the eve of the primetime hearing, U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland didn't mention Trump by name, but said no one is off limits. CBS News has learned the Secret Service has turned over just one text from January 5th and 6th. The panel says the agency may have violated federal law by not preserving messages that were deleted. There's a bipartisan deal in the Senate on proposed changes to the Electoral Count Act. This would update Civil War-era measures clarifying the way states submit electors and how the vice president tallies the votes in Congress. It would also ramp up security for state and local election officials who face harassment. Well, it's another day of punishing heat from the southwest on up to the northeast. CBS's Nancy Chen tells us more than 100 million of us are under excessive heat warnings and advisories. Some sought refuge from the heat at cooling centers, like this public library in Brooklyn, where we met Clyde Taylor. I don't have no AC in my apartment, so I came here to cool off. It is too high. We want people to stay cool, especially vulnerable New Yorkers. Christina Farrell is with the city's emergency management department, which is now overseeing 550 cooling centers, even as some, like 69-year-old Lawrence Posner, decided to brave the outdoors. This is ridiculous, this heat. There should be no work, air conditioning, water, sleep. That's it. And at the public pool in Astoria Park, folks like Jahira Rivera, her daughter, November, were grateful for an evening soak. It was really hot, and it was actually refreshing to be in the water today. It feels like I could get in the pool and get some air. Against the heat wave's backdrop, President Biden went to Massachusetts to promise executive actions to fight climate change. As president, I have a responsibility to act with urgency and resolve when our nation faces clear and present danger. And that's what climate change is about. It is literally, not figuratively, a clear and present danger. Now to Uvalde, Texas, where the mother of one of 19 children shot and killed at Robb Elementary School confronted the mother of the gunman. That was your son. You have no right to judge my son. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. No. May God forgive y'all. The encounter was caught by a Telemundo news crew. Adriana Martinez, the gunman's mother, then apologizes. I know my son was a coward. You don't think I don't know that? I know. You don't think I'm carrying all that with me? You don't think I don't know? I know. 
and I'm sorry. The Uvalde school superintendent has now recommended that the district chief of police be fired for the botched law enforcement response to the attack. Action on that could come Saturday. A House committee has begun considering legislation that would ban some assault-style weapons. It could face Democratic resistance in an election year, and even if a bill like that passes, Republicans would likely block it in the Senate. Italy's Prime Minister Mario Draghi has resigned. It comes after key allies in his coalition boycotted a confidence vote and signals early elections. Italy's president had earlier rebuffed a resignation attempt by the premier. Two men have been indicted in San Antonio in the case of a hot tractor-trailer rig found last month. Fifty-three migrants died. Conviction on the deadly illegal transport charges could bring the death penalty. Despite efforts to stock shelves, CBS's Meg Oliver tells us baby formula is still scarce. Five months since the baby formula crisis began, moms like Julia Morgan are still desperate. How hard is it to find formula today? It's almost impossible today. Morgan's eight-month-old daughter Tatum is lactose intolerant. She needs hypoallergenic formula, which is still hard to find. I thought I was in the clear because I had like two months supply. Nearly one third of powdered formula products are still out of stock nationwide. Health and Human Services Secretary Javier Becerra. The industry allowed themselves to be short. We can't afford that, especially with specialty formula. It could be at least two months before families get the relief they need to keep their children fed. The Republican state Senate in Indiana has proposed banning abortions with exceptions for rape, incest, and to protect a woman's life. CBS's Allison Keyes tells us a federal appeals court has cleared the way for a restrictive abortion law in Georgia to take effect. The law bans most abortions once a detectable human heartbeat is present, sometimes as early as six weeks into pregnancy. It includes exceptions for rape or incest if a police report is filed. The Jackson, Mississippi clinic that was at the center of the case that led to Roe versus Wade being toppled is moving to Las Cruces, New Mexico. And in Washington, Democrats are pushing legislation through the House that would inscribe the right to use contraceptives into law. Eight minor injuries reported after an American Airlines jet encountered rough turbulence on a flight from Tampa to Nashville. It was diverted to Birmingham, Alabama. The 45th class of Kennedy Center honorees has been announced. I only lied about being a thief. I don't do that anymore. George Clooney is a two-time Oscar winner and four-time Golden Globe winner. From the world of music... There's Gladys Knights and you too. It's a beautiful day. Other honorees in December broadcast on CBS will be singer Amy Grant and composer and educator Tanya Leon. The immediate future is murky for a top rock act. Jam cancels a show in Vienna, announcing lead singer Eddie Vedder's throat has been damaged by the heat, dust, and smoke during a performance at Lollapalooza in Paris Sunday. A statement on the band's website says Vedder's undergoing treatment, but his vocal cords haven't recovered yet. Ticket holders will receive refunds. No word yet on whether tomorrow's show in Prague will go on. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News.
Federal authorities are offering a $5,000 reward for information about the man who allegedly shot Lady Gaga's dog walker last year in Hollywood. Two of her French bulldogs were stolen in the attack. The man was mistakenly released from custody in April and is still missing. That's the World News Roundup for Thursday. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. 